Good afternoon. This is your host, Debbie Harris, with In Hot Pursuit, where we strive to bring you biblical truth and introspection and stir your heart to hunger after God. So again, you guys, we are still breaking down the Lord's Prayer. And so the disciples asked Jesus, you know, teach us, right? Teach us how to pray. And Jesus began to tell them what they ought to pray and gave them really a format of how they should pray. And so that's what we're continually to talk about um, in our episode today. So we're going to talk about, um, and last week we talked about thy kingdom come. And so we're going to talk about um, thy kingdom come, thy will be done today. Um, Yep. And so let's just go over it real quick. Um, You will find this passage in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13. And it reads, this then is how you should pray our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay? So we're going to break all that down today. And then we're going to go to the other parts. And so we got three more pod chats that we're going to do in breaking down the Lord's Prayer. I hope you guys have been blessed. Uh, hopefully you got a lot out of this. It's important. The Bible says in all I get and get an understanding. So it's important that you understand what you're saying. This is what I love about having faith in Jesus Christ, because God gives us clarity. God gives us wisdom and God gives us understanding. And so, man, and he said, in all that getting, get an understanding. We serve a God who wants us to know him and he already knows us. He already knows all the hairs that are on our, he's numbered the hairs on our head, right? Um, he said before he formed us, he already knew us. Even, even before our mother met our father, before our parents even came together, before the egg and the sperm ever met, God already foreordained us. He's already predestined us. He already knew us. And so we serve such a spectacular and magnificent God. But even in all his magnificence, he is not untouchable. You know, I love what Hebrew says and I love this and I talk about it a lot. But we serve a God that can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And I think the mystery of Christianity is for people is it is not by works that we're saved. It's not by anything that we can do. We, when we do stuff now, we're acting out of faith. We're acting in faith because the Bible says without faith is impossible to please God. So we do a lot of things in faith, you know, to please God, to exalt him in our life, to, you know, make him first priority in our life. But how many, you know, he's already first, whether we're making him first or not. It's just a benefit in making him first. It helps us to avoid <laughs> um, avoid certain pitfalls, right, that can befall us by walking in the flesh or walking in, 
you know, in our own desires and by walking, you know, but when we really, you know, lift him up and we really keep him first, there's so much more peace and joy in our life, right? So not to get too far off, you know, let's go back to, you know, where we are. We're really in this verse. And if you will look at it, you really, it's the 10th verse. It says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're in that 10th verse. And I think I talked about um, what it meant last time we talked about your kingdom come. I'm just going to share with you what I wrote down um, in my time of devotion today and reflection. And I'm thinking about Jesus in this garden of Gethsemane. This is the best way I can say when we're talking about thy kingdom come and thy will be done. Jesus talks a lot about the kingdom. Um, he said, repent for the kingdom was at hand. You know, um, and it just signifies that God's kingdom is going to reign. And it's going to rain. It's going to rain. His his kingdom is going to take preeminence over this worldly dimension, right? And so, but I will, but I love about Jesus when he, you know he was getting ready to be crucified. And one of the things that Jesus said, he said, Not my will, but what your will be done. He first said, Father, if you would let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, thy will be done. And I think. When you live from that posture, in spite of what's going on around you, in spite of what you might be facing, Jesus kept his eyes on the kingdom. I think there's so many things that can distract us from keeping our eyes on the kingdom. Um, And when we pray and we say, God, thy kingdom come, it's important for us to understand what we're saying to God and what those words actually mean. And so let me just um, share with you what I wrote. And like I said, hopefully it'll be a blessing to you, you know, and looking at it from, you know, even Jesus submitted himself into the will of the father. He was 100 percent God and 100 percent man, but he came as a servant. Right. He came as a servant. And when you think about that. That's what we're called to do. We're called to serve as kingdom ambassadors. Right. And so when you think about that, God is calling us into service to surrender our will and our desires. And allow him to take preeminence in our life. And so, man, this is so powerful. Just studying this has just been so, it just, it's just been so good. (laughs) It's just been so good. So here's what I wrote. In spite of what I feel, this is what Jesus is saying when he said, you know, Lord, would you allow this cup to pass from me? But nevertheless, thy will be done. When we pray thy kingdom come and thy will be done, we're taking a posture of humility. We're taking a posture of saying, I rather serve God than serve self. 
we're taking that posture and we're we're keeping God first in our life, but we're also asking God for his kingdom to reign and to rule in the earth. Okay. So here, here, let's look at it. So, it's, so here's what Jesus is saying. This is what I wrote down. In spite of what I feel, in spite of the suffering, in spite of the persecution, in spite of what I want, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is in heaven. See, there's going to be no weep, more weeping in heaven. But there will be worship in heaven. When we pray thy kingdom come, we are recognizing that God has given us dominion, that God has given us authority. And we, when we pray thy kingdom come, we're asking God that, for his sons and daughters to take their rightful place and not succumb to all these worldly ideologies and philosophies and and self-reliant type of uh, religious rhetoric. <laughs> when we say thy kingdom come, thy kingdom, the, we understand that the kingdom of this world will fall. And the kingdom of God will reign forever. When we say thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We understand that God is calling his church to rise up as a beacon of hope and light. When we say thy kingdom come and thy will be done. We understand that God has made his church a place of refuge and a place of sanctuary and a conduit of what is to come, a reflection of what heaven on earth, um, you know, so the church is a beacon of light. It's a reflection of, and it's a reminder that this earth is going to pass away <laughs> and God's kingdom is going to rule and reign forever. So when we say thy kingdom come, thy will be done, is saying we're saying let your kingdom come and tear down the evil forces darkness and uh, authorities and principalities of this worldly system we understand that all these things are going to fail and we're asking God to take preeminence in our life and we're asking him to take preeminence in the earth we're asking him to raise up his sons and daughters, we're asking him again. When we say thy kingdom come, we're saying, God, tear down every evil force, darkness, and authority of this worldly system. We're asking him to come and establish his kingdom and destroy the works of the devil and those that and, and, and those angels that have fallen. That's what we're saying. What was Jesus saying in the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane when he said, nevertheless, thy will be done. He said, I'll make the sacrifice. I'll suffer for the sake of the kingdom. I'll walk alone. I'll live a consecrated life. What? For the sake of the kingdom. I'll crucify the flesh. What? For the sake of the kingdom. God's will is more, is more important that I please him than I 
than I try to gain any type of accolades and any riches in this earth. So there are things that I must adhere to while I'm in the earth, but I live with a reverence and a humility and a posture and in an understanding that I am not of this world, that I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world, that I'm of the kingdom of God. The moment that I confess that Jesus Christ was my savior, I've been translated into a new kingdom. I've been adopted into a new family. And when I understand that, when I begin to pray thy kingdom come, I'm asking God to take preeminence in the earth. I'm asking God to do what only he can do in destroying completely the works of the enemy. I'm acknowledging that there's a second coming where Christ is going to do away with with this worldly system, with this worldly echo system. (laughs) And I understand, and I'm going to reign, and I'm going to worship with him forever. And so what I'm saying is, Lord, let your kingdom come. Destroy the works of the enemy. Just bring down every idol. Bring down everything that's not like you. I'm really saying, come, Lord Jesus. You know, when he used to say, come now, Lord Jesus, you're saying, come, Lord Jesus. What you're saying is the Bible says that the earth even yearns for the coming of Christ. Even the whole nature of, of, of everything, all of creation That's why I can't serve the universe and I can't, you know, because I'm going to serve the one who created the universe, the God of heaven and earth. That's who I worship. God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one. Christ Jesus is really what it is. He's the anointed one. And so when I under, that's why you got to pray with an understanding. What are you saying when you pray thy kingdom come? I'm asking God to take preeminence in my life, but take preeminence in this earth so that it will be as it is in heaven. So shall it be in earth that we will worship him. The Bible tells us that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess what that he is Lord. The whole earth groans for the coming of the Lord. This earth is going to pass away. And I'm not going to be sad and remorseful about the earth passing away. I'm not going to be remorseful. I'm not trying to save the earth. The earth is designed to deteriorate and is designed to to not last forever. God's going to create a new earth (laughs) and a new heaven. And this is why you it's important when you understand the kingdom come then you have some hope, even with what you're seeing going on all around you and what's going on in our economy, our economy, we have some hope. This is, we have this blessed assurance that God has already prepared a better place for us. 
He's going to destroy the works of the enemy. It doesn't matter what it looks like. He's already defeated. We're already victory, victorious, um, victorious. Let me say that right. Victorious. <laughs> Got tongue tied for a moment. But yeah, so I'm just excited about um, this series and breaking down the Lord's Prayer. And so I just wanted to share with you some insights. You know, when we say, you know, God, do it for the sake of the kingdom. Bring down every high place for the sake of the kingdom. Re send revival, what, for the sake of the kingdom. Let your kingdom come. Let your power be displayed as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. So let it be done in the earth. So we understand that this life we live is temporal. My goodness, is temporal. So my prayer is that God's kingdom will come and, and, and that God will give us endurance. Uh, we, we experience goodness and blessings in the earth. But sometimes I think what we can do is get too reliant on that and forget that this earth is not our home. The truth of the matter is some of us have become so worldly minded and less kingdom focused. I hope somebody got that because that just hit my spirit, right? Some of us have become so worldly minded that we, we stop being kingdom focused. And we've allowed the cares of this life to trump our hope, the hope that we have in Jesus and the assurance that we have in his word. And that's God forbid, because that's what the enemy in the world tends to do is wants to wear out the saints so that we will become weary and that we will become faint and that we will stop pursuing God. We will stop being obedient to God. We will stop living in accordance to our faith with boldness and with confidence. And this is why you got to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Because I want everything to die, but I want God in me to live. And I don't want to become so consumed with the cares of this life that I forget that God is in control and that this world is temporal. And I, I, I mean, and there has to be um, a proper balance, you know, of us understanding we are in the world, but we're not of the world. We don't want to be too worldly minded that we forget, you know, about the kingdom, you know, understand that God's kingdom takes preeminence over everything. So anywho, hope you got something out of that. And I'm going to play a little bit of this song. We're going to go ahead and close out, but I just wanted to share with you for a little bit. Um, some of the things that were on my heart as I was reflecting, um, even more so on 
the Lord's Prayer. So we got a few more things to discuss about the Lord's Prayer and we're going to be wrapping up. But hopefully you've been blessed by this series. So, all right, let's go ahead and play this worship music. <laughs> and um, hopefully you guys have, are having a great week. <laughs> and I'm going to play this music in just a moment here.
While your kingdom come. That's by Rebecca St. James featuring king and country. Kingdom come. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Well, I hope you guys have been blessed um, by this episode. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. Please, 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 if this podcast is blessing you and your spirit is being strengthened and uplifted and encouraged um, and your faith is being stirred to be more bold and live more boldly and confident for Jesus, Please share this podcast with your family and friends. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that you were blessed. And I pray that you pray with more boldness and more confidence and more clarity and understanding as you pray and you kneel before the Father and you build up um, up your most holy faith in prayer. Um, and you pray with understanding and you use Uh, Some of the things in this series to help you pray, like I said, with more boldness and more fervence. Okay, so this is your host again, Debbie Harris with In Hot Pursuit, where we strive to bring you biblical truth and introspection and stir your heart to hunger after God. You guys be blessed till next time.